Hey, hey, welcome to episode 17 of Better Place Project with Steve Norris. Make the world a better place. Make the world a better place. Make the world a better place. Make the world a better All right, before we get started, we wanted to send a big shout out to Nourished by Julie. That's a friend of the show. And by the way, she also happens to be relevant to today's episode and that she happens to be a swing dancer as well. But Nourished by Julie is a business out of Australia. She is an amazing chef and trained nutritionist as well. And she offers these incredible online cooking classes. I've taken about a half dozen or so of these classes, and I've learned so much. Uh, it's all done via Zoom. She has amazing recipes, and it's a blast, and you learn everything from soup to nuts and making these amazing dishes that you can wow your friends and family. You can go to nourishedbyjulie.com.au. Don't forget the AU because she's in Australia. That's nourishedbyjulie.com.au, and you can also find her all over social media on Nourished by Julie. Okay, and also before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to give you all a quick update on the Paul Recessa story. A few weeks back, we did an episode. You all may remember the movie Hotel Rwanda from back in 2004, won a bunch of Academy Awards, and it was about Paul Recessa the hero who saved about 1,200 people from the genocide in his hotel. Just an amazing movie and an incredible story. So Aaron and I had been wanting to get him on the show as a guest to get an update to see what he's up to. And we discovered a month or so back, a couple months back, that he had been kidnapped by the Rwandan government. It's a heartbreaking story. He's been on trial. Uh, go back and listen to our episode for the details. We had his two daughters actually adopted daughters that are also in the movie. We talk about all that throughout the, the episode. So the last couple of weeks, we've been giving you an update on what's going on with the trial. He cannot get a fair trial. It's been a sham every step of the way. And the latest day seven of the trial was this last week. And you can go to hrrfoundation.com for more details. But as of the week before last, he had decided that he was going to boycott the trial because he cannot get a fair, fair trial. They won't let him see his lawyers. They're confiscating his documents, and they've admitted this. The whole thing is just a sham and a big human rights violation. And the latest update is the court has provided one concession that he can now have a computer in his cell, which the government says fulfills his need to prepare. It's not connected to the Internet, though. And so he was told that the computer will be searched every week by the prison authorities. So this effectively means that the computer is useless. He won't be able to make any private or confidential notes for his lawyer since they won't be private. In addition, if he uses the computer, there's every chance that the Rwandan government will try to plant incriminating files on it during the time it is being searched. So for a criminal defendant, having a computer that is not private is equivalent of not having a computer at all. So... And also on top of that, they brought on the first witness, who is a paid Rwandan official 
Her name is Michelle Martin, and she's been being paid by the Rwandan government. And this was uh, disclosed that she's making $5,000 a month, and she's essentially been a spy for the Rwandan government for many years. So it just goes on and on this sham trial. Please go to hrrfoundation.com for more information about it. So they closed out this latest announcement by saying, quote, so on day seven of the show trial of Paul Recessa everything remains the same. Paul continues to boycott the trial as his rights continue to be violated and the false testimony against him has begun. We will keep you updated with all new future details and future episodes in the coming weeks. So Aaron, tell us about our guest today. Steven Sayer and Chandra Rodig, also known as Shanzi, are dancers and instructors who specialize in LA smooth style Lindy and Collegiate Shag. While they have a love for all things that swing, their primary influences and inspirations come from the Los Angeles jitterbugs of the 1940s and 1950s. Their partnership began in late 2010, and together, Steve and Shancy have taken first place titles in several national swing competitions. You can find them teaching and performing all over the United States, Canada, Europe, and Australia. They are committed to improving and pushing the limits of their own dancing, as well as those who take their classes while keeping their regional style of swing alive. This was an especially fun episode for me. I really enjoyed talking with Steve and Shancy about dancing and something that I don't really know a lot about, but it is fun to dance just just for the fun of it. And I think it's important to add in this episode, we also talk about the benefits of dance to our physical health, mental health. And I think we should talk about that you don't have to be an elite or a professional dancer to gain those benefits from dancing. No question about that. I am exhibit A for that. I basically had two left feet. I had no experience in dancing as we talk about, but you're right, Aaron. That's true. Yeah. And you don't even have to know any like specific moves with a specific style, like just dancing, moving your body, enjoying yourself, I think does a lot to your health when it comes to reducing stress. It's good for the soul, and that is something I'm glad you brought that up because we do talk about that, that there is now science behind proving that not only does it make you feel good, not, not only does it make you smile and bring joy to your life, but now there's science proving that it prevents, helps prevent dementia as we age because we're using these neurons firing in our brain when we dance. So, so you may ask yourself, why is a Better Place Project show, ha- you know, having an episode about dancing? And we just feel that it has brought so much, well, I personally feel it's brought so much joy to my life and I'm going to get Erin into more dancing, but she's an amazing dancer in her own right, a thousand times better than me. But our feeling is that if we can get one listener out there to sign up for one dance class, then we are making the world a better place because I promise you it will enrich your life. Even if you've never danced before and you're a horrible dancer and you're self-conscious like I was, if you do it, it will bring joy to your life and you'll meet some new incredible people and have lots of fun. Yeah. And enjoying dancing also is such a natural feeling that everyone shares Like when a baby hears a song, their natural reaction is to wiggle and dance. And somehow as we get older, I feel like judgment tends to creep in. And most of us adults who aren't talented dancers don't feel comfortable dancing. So true. And I was definitely one of those. And it's something I'm still working on. 
that the joy that it's bringing me far outweighs all of those little insecurities. And the more you do it, the more confident you get and the more fun it becomes. By the way, Steve and Chansey are featured in the documentary Alive and Kicking, and it's available on both Netflix and Amazon Prime. Definitely check it out, and you'll see firsthand the joy that these two exude, as well as their extraordinary, Aaron loves it when I use that word, extraordinary skill on the dance floor. And now, without further ado, the legendary Steve and Chansey. Stephen Shanzi, how we doing? Hey, we're doing Hello. Great. What's up? We are so stoked to have you guys on the show. Yes, we are. You're the first guest that I actually knew ahead of time. Everybody else, it's uh, they've been complete strangers. So I've been so excited for months and months and months to to have you guys on and. Only because swing dancing has made just dancing in general such such an incredible impact on my life. I had moved to Los Angeles. I'd spent 20 years in Orange County raising Erin and her brothers. And I'm an Orange County boy. I would come up to L.A. all the time for a business. And, but then I ended up moving to L.A. about four years ago. And I realized that Los Angeles is a really tough place to meet people. And I just didn't like L.A. very much with the traffic and the narrow streets and the, you know, and I was just kind of bah humbuggy. And I ended up going to a roaring 20s thing, you know, dressed up and all that and the suspenders. And that was kind of cool. And they had a band and ended up taking (laughs) some swing dance lessons. And from there, my God, I met some of the coolest freaking people I, I you know, I started with Rusty Frank, a shout out to Rusty early on. And then I started taking lessons with you guys and I learned so much from you guys and had so much fun and it just made such an impact on my life. And I firmly believe that it makes the world a better place. And that's why we wanted to have you on. So before, and I want to talk also in this episode a little bit about the science behind dancing and how it is proven that it's good for your health and reduces dementia. And uh, Stevie's making some hilarious faces right now. But, uh, <laughs> but we will get to that. So let's start, Chancey, let's start with you. Right. What got you into dancing in the first place? Well, um, when I was a little girl, my parents put me in gymnastics. And um, then when I was a teenager, we moved uh, states and I told my mom uh, that I wanted to take a jazz class. And I, I didn't even know what that was at the time. I was 15. And I think I had probably seen some musical and they said it was jazz. And I thought that was like fun. And I was probably singing in the ring or something. Sure. Um, Cause it was, it was definitely vintage inspired. And then, um, so I got into jazz and, and modern and kind of that whole world. Um, and then when I moved to LA, um, I was always looking for kind of the more musical theater side of things. Cause I always really liked the vintage side of stuff. Um, and after being here about two years, I YouTube came out at the time I remember. And I was looking for a vintage skirt <laughs> online <laughs> and a YouTube video popped up of people swing dancing and it wasn't old. It was like current time. Mm-hmm. And that was when I realized that swing dancing still existed. And so I immediately like Googled it and there was uh, um, teachers probably mostly in Orange County. In fact, I, I called up um, 
I called up a studio down in Orange County. I don't even remember who it was at the time. And, um, and I took like a, I took a little group class. I think it might've been from Jeremy and Laura, but it was so long ago. I don't remember. No way, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I got, I got, I was hooked after that. <laughs> so I've kind of, I've been dancing or doing physical things kind of my whole life, but mm-hmm. swing dancing for the last 15 years. Gotcha. So. And then, yeah. and then before we get to what attracted you to swing dancing in particular, Steve, let's jump to you. I know you're a Dayton boy. I grew up in Illinois. I'm a Midwestern boy. <laughs> so what, uh, a kid from Dayton, how does a kid from Dayton ended up being this big international, uh, dancer? <laughs> Uh, when I, when I was like, uh, in seventh grade in junior high, I, I really got into, um, singers, crooners like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and Bobby Darren, Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole, all that stuff. I got really, uh, collecting music from, you know, forties, fifties and stuff. And it branched out from the singers to all different stuff like swing and jazz and rock and roll. And, uh, in seventh grade, me and my best friend at the time went to our first school dance and we didn't know anything about dancing, but we danced and we were the only, I feel like the only two guys that were there dancing and we danced with every girl there pretty much. And we just had the time of our life. And pretty soon after that, I saw a movie that had swing dancing in it. And I asked my parents uh, for dance lessons for my birthday. And so they got me ballroom lessons when I was like 15 and uh, I, I was doing that for about a year before I found a flyer because I was collecting music so much at the time. Uh, at a record store, I found a flyer for swing dance lessons. And uh, I, I started taking lessons from this guy who's still, who became one of my best friends. And I know, was this 20 some years later, still one of my best friends. I uh, started taking lessons from him. He eventually, like a year or so after teaching me, he moved to LA. And so I took over teaching classes while I was like 17. I was still in high school. I actually got out of school early to go to go teach swing dancing at other schools, like in gym classes. And I was teaching swing dancing at night and also DJing during high school and then into college. And eventually I, you know, I had to come out to LA because that's where it always was for me. Okay, so uh, swing dancing in the world. So if you could describe, Steve, what was it about? dancing that you like so much clearly the girls it sounds like that you got the attention at the junior high dance but uh but what was it about dancing that 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 like pulled you that you decided hey i want lessons especially ballroom when you're a kid you know oh yeah just the combination of the two things that i was loving the most was uh music and athletics because i was playing sports my whole life with baseball basketball and soccer and uh dancing just combined you know, being athletic with, with music. So mm-hmm. ain't nothing better than that. Sure. Yeah. And, and it took over like, uh, cause I was obsessed with especially soccer and baseball and it, it just t- dancing just, you know, kicked those to the side. Wow. That's cool. I was a soccer player too. I wish I had been exposed to, uh, dancing and started as early as you guys for sure. So Chancy, on your end, what was yeah. it about it that just kind of grabs you that said, I want to dance? It was, it was definitely the music. Uh, I remember the summer I turned 16, um, I started listening to jazz and I lived in Portland at the time. And I think just that's a jazz city. A lot of jazz is on the radio. And so I turned on the radio and I was first exposed to jazz. And then um, I just started diving deeper and I fell in love with, you know, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and all the 
And my dad listened to all the 50s rock and roll growing up. So I already had um, like a, a love for that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I wanted to do musical theater because I, because I thought that that was the only um, dancing that incorporated that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found, and then I found swing and I realized, oh, this is, this is the best of both worlds. This is the music I want to dance to. This is the movement that I love. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it had the partner aspect, which was really powerful for me because um, I had been solo dancing for so long that I dancing with a partner and being able to share that experience was way, way, way more rewarding and powerful for me than um, just solo dancing had been. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's how it is for everybody, but that's definitely the, a big draw that I had. Another reason why I really wanted to have this episode was because I think there's a lot of people that are, are you know, not naturally gifted dancers like you two or that, that started at a really young age. There, I think there's a lot of people like me that uh, went off and, you know, lived their life and kind of stumbled upon dancing or never. I'm a musician, so I grew up playing junior high dances and high school dances and I was playing hiding behind a keyboard and a guitar so I never learned how to dance and I was always intimidated by dancing so I was not one of those guys that got up in and danced and so I think there's so many guys like me all around the world that aren't getting that don't get up and and dance and I think even women too and and when I finally decided to just do it and I was so bad at it that my first month, my, my very first goal was to at some point get to the point where I would end the night and look out and say, okay, there's one more person out there worse than me. That was my goal. (laughs) And, and, uh, and, and and then all of a sudden, and I'm not even kidding you at all. That's exactly, it was, it was mortifying for me. And so, but the more I stuck with it and then I realized, okay, all right, now I can do a swing out and I can do a, a tuck turn. And I, and, and the more my confidence came, then I started having fun and, and I had taken some salsa lessons before as well. But what attracted to me to swing in particular was that if you walk into some clubs where people are dancing, you'll see people dancing and they're like, Hey, look at me. I look cool. I'm, you know, and, but if you walk into Clifton's or you walk into Joe's on a Monday or Tuesday night and you look on the dance floor, you see nothing but big, huge smiles on everybody's faces. It's just such a joyful dance. And, uh, so that's what I just wanted to throw out to our listeners to share with them that that you don't have you you know you can be fifty years old and have never danced in your life and take some lessons and all of a sudden just have this amazing joyful experience as a result of it is as well, which leads me to my next question. You both have been teaching for many many years all over the world. You teach in Europe, Australia, and whatnot. Can you share with us any stories of students you've had over the years and the impact that you've seen that it's had on their lives, going from not being able to dance and then all of a sudden now they can dance and it's a, a huge part of their life? Ooh, we've got so many, don't we, Steve? So many people. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of students now that are full-time dance instructors as well now. Like, uh, that's when amazing. we first That's started really cool. when we first started traveling Europe was 2013 right 2013 yep. and uh and now it's not it's not even 10 years later and 
a lot of them that were taking lessons from us early on when we first started traveling in Europe, um, they started, you know, teaching as well. Well, a lot of them were already teaching as well, but became better and now are like more internationally known and have their own festivals and really saw like careers blossom with a, a bunch of uh, our early students there in Europe, which is pretty impressive, uh, like crazy to see. Yeah. Uh, like the really dedicated ones that were like taking privates from us and following us around from festival to festival and workshop to workshop. And Then they suddenly had their own festivals popping up and it was the coolest thing to see. Um, yeah, and also they're really, really awesome dancers. That's yeah. Cool. And also like on a, on a local level, uh, just people that have been coming to classes for a while, there's some people that have never touched another person before. Or like, I, I've seen some people come into class and they don't speak a word. Um, at, and they're, they're so uncomfortable in the beginning. And then fast forward a couple months or, I mean, even, yeah, even a couple weeks. And you can start to see huge relax, like a relaxation in them. And we've known a couple people that it completely changed their lives just having Definitely that connection. your social skills. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're you feel more comfortable <laughs> in public places around people you don't know, like, I mean, I think that's awkward for anybody and everybody, no matter who you are, it's always awkward going somewhere where you don't know anybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's your first time. Swing dancing, dancing is kind whatever. of like There's a really so nice blanket. Stuff. <laughs> a lot of awkward stuff that you eventually like you get like accustomed to and you get good at and you're like uh i'm good around being around people now i can talk to strangers yeah and then i, I can, can dance with that. them too well that's an interesting point that you brought up because when you dance especially like for the first time if you're a beginner and you're learning you have to be vulnerable and you, yeah. you're just putting yourself totally out of your comfort zone. So I can imagine how that can impact you and build up your confidence in other areas of your life. That's yeah. really interesting. And taking class and like meeting teachers helps because then, you know, you, let's say like you go and you That's take an great. hour class, you get to meet mm -hmm. all the people in class and they're beginners too. And then um, we really like to try to dance with the people that come in because then the idea is that you all go out together and then you're not alone. You go out with the people that you were just in class with. And that's like a, a major relief, you know, cause yeah, <laughs> you're not just going out is. by yourself, <laughs> cold Turkey, like, okay, I just went into the lesson. You're, you're new to. Yeah. So I think swing dancing is very, very welcoming in that sense uh, as to where maybe another style of dance wouldn't have quite as much, um, like comfort going into the social aspect. I would yeah, totally agree with great. that. I, in fact, were you guys, for our listeners out there, Steve and Chancey teach in North Hollywood, kind of right on the border of Burbank. And, and so they, their classes many times are on a Monday or a Tuesday night. Although I love your, uh, you had this series, gosh, well, pre-pandemic of the Oh, the Tuesday night. Yeah, the uh, the Soul Lindy night. Oh my gosh, was that fun? And I think those were on Wednesday for a while. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, but I don't even remember now. But yes, yeah, <laughs> seriously. But but to your point, it, it it's so cool to learn some new steps, and then literally at least half the class, or sometimes almost the entire class, would be right up the road at Joe's afterwards, so you can practice all the crazy stuff you guys just taught us. 
which is which is amazing. And to Chancy, the point you were just making, it is like a warm blanket that once you kind of get that confidence and you understand the 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 dance and I that you can drop anywhere in the world. I mean, I went to Australia a year and a half ago and just, you know, we Googled <laughs> where all the, uh, you know, I knew one person in the whole, in fact, a mutual friend, you guys know Julie Vitano. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, we, yeah, I knew Julie, but we, you know, pop into a, a, and she had just lived in Los Angeles for two years and she wasn't a swing dancer when she had left Sydney. So she doesn't even know the community all that well. A couple of us from Los Angeles joined up with Julie, and we go out and uh, and went dancing. And and you know, three hours later, we're having dinner with like twelve people we just met that night and had a blast with dancing it's with. And magical. It it totally is. It's and, magical. And we went back six months later to Australia and, and hung out with all those people and met a bunch more people. So. Yeah, you can. It's still a very small world, and so Absolutely. like situations like that are possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get yeah. to meet so many people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, how did you two meet each other? We met um, social dancing at Lindy Groove. Is yeah. that right? I never knew that story. Yeah. At Lindy Groove, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we would to... be at Lindy Groove every week yeah. for sure. It's a great I used story. to run tour. I, I know I went. I feel like I went more often than Shanzi did. That's always uh, gonna, because yeah, that's always the case. I feel like I feel like any time uh, she showed up, um, we would dance together. But a lot of a lot of weeks, I know she wasn't there. Where is she? For our out of towners, that's <laughs> in Pasadena. And has that always been on Thursday nights? I know it has the last yeah. few years. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's uh, it's a gosh. That's one of the biggest social dances that you can go to s- still weekly. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And it's it's pretty. It's the beginner friendly very beginner friendly place that was like that was that was our second home mm-hmm. for a long yeah, time yeah and that's that's one of the things that i went from you know as i told you early on being in los angeles and not knowing really hardly anybody to to going out and and taking lessons and then and now i have so many amazing good friends that what's interesting about it though is that so many people that i met in like the first classes the first year that i took these classes uh, had lived in Los Angeles also, or they were transients, or I've got a buddy that was an airline pilot that moved to Los Angeles and uh, and had been here a year and hardly knew anybody. And uh, you know, and Julie, who we just talked about, it was the same case with her. She had she she was here on a two year contract, and for the first year was kind of miserable and lonely. And I had been in Los Angeles, was kind of miserable and lonely for a year, and then all of a sudden, I find this community, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about as well. In fact, last week we had Bailey Richardson on the show, who was uh, one of the first 10 employees of Instagram. And she was there during the whole time that Facebook bought them out. And she was there on the big party they threw at Facebook where she met Mark Zuckerberg and all that. But she's written a book and she's built a whole company now on community and and the importance of, of community and with swing dancing, there's no doubt about it. And that's another reason why I would urge, you know, our listeners that are out there that that whether it's swing dancing or salsa dancing or 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 it doesn't doesn't even have to be dancing, get out and find people that share a similar passion that you will and it really will enrich your life. It really will bring so much joy, joy to your life. Yeah, they always refer to I swing as like church. Seriously. <laughs> They really do. Like, I, I feel like it's referenced 
Mm -hmm. uh, that way all the time. Cause it's like, it's like you found your little church and just like what happened to you, Steve, that happened to me. Um, I was in LA for a couple years and I was so unhappy, just so unhappy here. I wasn't yeah. feeling fulfilled. I was feeling pretty lonely. I definitely had a lack of a community, even though I was in dance, I was, I was doing sort of commercial dance, which is like everybody for themselves. And, um, Oh, baby. Nico. <laughs> and um, so it was really cool because swing dancing, like just, it, it was like a huge hug. I had never Absolutely. felt that way um, before. But immediately, it was like walking into a small church and feeling like, oh, okay, this is my new home now. I actually didn't leave LA because I found swing dancing. I was going to go home and run a coffee shop with my sister. I've heard that story so many times from, <laughs> from swing. Oh, back up to Portland, huh? Sure. Yeah. It, what else are you going to do in Portland but run a coffee shop? I mean, yeah. Because there aren't many up there. You know, there aren't many at all. <laughs> but I, it, was, it was that summer that I was going to go home that I met Steve. And I actually started dancing with Min Vo. Oh, sure. We Amazing. Did the, Hollywood hot shots. The Hollywood yeah. hot shots. Okay. They're, they're like a... a well, Min has had the Hollywood hotshots for several years, and he he's really good about asking people that uh, are new, but he feels that are talented, or he just whoever whoever he sees that he wants to give an opportunity to, which is a lot of people, um, he brings onto the team, and then they'll do a couple jobs here and there. And so I got invited to do a, a job with Hollywood hotshots, and uh, I was like, nope, I love this. I'm not going anywhere. That's I didn't even know that it could be a profession at that point. Uh, I just was loving it so much that I didn't go. And <laughs> let's, okay, so so we circle back, you two meet at Lindy Groove, and you're like, hey, you're a pretty good dancer. Wow, you, you're pretty good yourself. And so <laughs> did you like all of a sudden say, hey, let's, let's, let's be partners and let's start competing or, or, or <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember asking Steve when I danced with him, I was like, hey, what are you doing? Are you doing, like, are you doing Lindy? <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not. Yes, I did because he danced differently than any other dancer there. Uh, he was he was that yeah. much better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, at that time, like I could tell, Shanzi was like you know pretty new to swing dancing, but I could also tell that she was obviously like an amazing, just badass dancer. Yeah, the form and the ballet and dancer. the hip hop, absolutely the overall amazing she, dancer. Cause I remember dance with her at Linda Grove and she just like, I feel a lot of times when people take a lot of lessons, they, they, they get, they feel like there's rules of things that they should do and shouldn't do. And I could tell she just didn't have any rules. She was just doing whatever the hell she wanted. And I, yeah. <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. In a good way. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So what was, uh, what was your first competition? Do you remember? So the story with that is I was hosting a, a, a blues Jack and Jill contest at Joe's one night, me and Mark Tortorici used to run a lot of uh, events together. And one of the things we were doing was a, a blues night that we moved locations a few times, but this, um, at this point it was at Joe's. And, and Steve uh, invited was, me that night. Yeah. So that's why I went. And, and Shanzi, Shanzi did the blues Jack and Jill contest and she actually made the finals and danced in the finals with, the guy who taught me how to swing dance back in Ohio. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, that's cool. And he was so drunk. He was so drunk. It was, I, I felt really bad for her. 
<laughs> it was also, but it was also really good and entertaining at the same time. But I was yeah. a little scared. But um, <laughs> my girlfriend at the time was uh, Fancy Doherty. Um, I don't know if you know who she is, but I she's do. also yeah, now yeah. an international. I actually ran yeah, into her in Australia, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. So, so Fancy at that point was um, very new to swing dancing. I just started teaching her as, as we started dating. And um, I was looking for a dance partner for a contest happening down in San Diego. That was for $10,000 at a casino in San Diego. And uh, Fancy saw Shanzi dance in the, the Jack and Jill contest at Joe's. And she said, you need to ask that girl to do the contest. Wow. That was it. I asked that Fancy to do it. She said yes. And then we practiced and we won the contest. And we got all that money and we spent all that money on registering for Camp Jitterbug in Seattle and Camp Hollywood in L.A. and uh, ILHC in D.C. Yeah, so and, after we uh, won that contest, we just trained all summer and we used the money that we won because we were both broke at the time. Sure. We used the money that we won to pay for the travel and the competition fees and everything and we just trained our asses off that summer. Well, we actually, I should of- say he trained me. Yeah. <laughs> so... Speaking of which, so so about what time then uh, you obviously started to you know get a little notoriety that hey these two young up and coming dancers are are awesome and then so I'm assuming you got a call. Let's talk about Alive and Kicking, the documentary that then came out. What about what year was that filmed? Do you remember? Uh, was that 2013? Yeah, it was. I, it was 2013. Uh, oh no no no! When- it was 2011. 2011. Oh, 2011, when she started. Because it took it took a while yeah, to film it. Yeah, I think it came out in 13. Yeah, or she 14. started filming us in 2011. Gotcha. And we started we started our partnership um, in 2010. At some point in 2010. Yeah. Gotcha. Because you know an interesting thing, and I've talked to a couple dancers here in LA about that movie, and dancers that that you know take from you guys as well, and and that you guys know. And, and it's, and it's interesting because when I first saw that movie, I, uh, I was a new dancer and I watched, you know, all you guys dancing and was just blown away by it. Just the skill and the talent and just, and I, you know, the scene at Catalina, Catalina ballroom, I was like, okay, I have to go there and I'm a scuba diver. So I've been right there scuba diving so many times, but I never set foot in it. And I finally went, well, the year before last, they canceled 2020, but I went in 2019 yeah, that ballroom is amazing. Yeah. What's interesting though is as amazing as you guys were in that in that movie, now all these years later when I see you perform, oh my gosh, you're even that much better. When you look back on that, do you see like the progress that that like how much even better you are even when, and you were like national champions at that point even. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I don't look I, back at it. No. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't think Steve looks back. Really? No, I hate it, man. I hate it. You, you, I can't watch. I can't watch myself dance like five minutes ago, let alone like oh. 10, 20 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, I feel like it captured us. You know, in the very beginning when we were just starting out and the most green. Um, and so I, I look back and I, you know, I think my dancing is horrible. It you know, through my eyes now, Of course, you know, I see, I see how, oh my gosh, I was, I, I was so green. <laughs> well, green would not be the word I would use. I would use it. I would use incredible and amazing, but what you guys have been able to do even, even since then, that's, what's just, 
that's you know our listeners will go and watch that movie and they'll say what the heck are they talking about these guys are it's the best dancing i've ever seen but then even to see the stuff that you guys do now and i think you can't put a price on just time years of dancing together you guys are like one fluid motion because you've done it now for so many years and a lot of a lot of dance partnerships i think don't last and so they 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 don't even get to the point where they're really truly seasoned Mm -hmm. um and so I think that's what's kind of special about Steve and I is we've, we've had so much time to sort of work on our, on our style and our craft together to be able to teach better and perform better and do all those things. Because like you said, nothing can compare to just time. Absolutely. And I would encourage our listeners to go out and Google Steve and Shanzi and watch some of their videos. You will be blown away. And watch some of their videos dancing shag. In fact, you guys describe shag. What is your description? What when you if you're a backyard barbecue and you tell somebody, "Hey, I shag," how do you describe <laughs> that to them? Uh, well, collegiate shag, collegiate shag is a you know it's an athletic uh, um, dance that's done to faster music, and it's called a collegiate shag because uh, typically it was done uh, in the 30s and 40s by uh, college age kids. So there's a lot of youthfulness to it. Um, sometimes it can be, you know, it, it can be do, uh, so many different things. It can be very like cartoony or it can be elegant, but um, it's definitely, it, it can wear on your body more than like something like Balboa. For, for example, you can do that to, you know, you're in the coffin, but mm-hmm. collegiate shag, you got to hang up your, your collegiate shag shoes a, a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, it's, it can be. <laughs> It can be brutal, but I've, you know, one thing that you guys have taught me that the more you, you do it and the better your form is, the less tired you get, you know, um, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and definitely using the right important. muscles is always key. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like I think people that, that don't, un- don't have an understanding of the muscles they should be using and how they should be supporting themselves when you're doing an athletic dance, um, you know, that can really, really make or break things. You know, you can, you can do shag a really long time into your, probably your eighties or something, but you'd have to be doing it technically good for your body. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think technically it's the easiest of all the swing dances. So long as to you're learn, physically sure. coordinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would, Even when I you're not though. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That you never thought would. I Yeah. I mean, three left feet and they yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine you two after some lessons, especially my first couple, is like, oh my God, that Norris dude, we're never going to be able to get him through this next class. <laughs> Holy cow. But uh, are we keeping you up? Steve is now laying down. We should, we should, uh, we, stretching. we should point out <laughs> to our listeners, you may have heard a baby crying in the background. That was Shancy's baby, Nico, who's, how old is Nico now? Uh, 14 months. 14 months. And and Steve, you also have a baby that it's baby Ava? Baby Ava. Baby Ava. How old is Ava now? She's almost 19 months. Okay, so they're about five months apart. I knew they were pretty close. That's awesome. Yeah. And how is uh how is being a parent for both of you? How has that changed your life? It it really doesn't change your life, does it? Uh, <laughs> Not at all. It's kick ass, man. Well, it's we both had babies thing. in the pandemic, so it's like 
we don't even know what Perfect it's going to be like. <laughs> Seriously. Once, once that's a really good go point. Back. That's a really good point. What better time? Your babies came along right before the pandemic. So. Yeah, thank God, or else we'd probably be going nuts. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'd probably be focusing a lot on doing a lot of dancing stuff. <laughs> if we didn't have babies right now, we'd be doing lots of like videos and choreography and like teaching all these things like I see other instructors do, but we, we teach as much as we can because we're, you know, full-time parents now. Mm -hmm. There's no babysitters no more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they got no, I had a babysitter in over a year, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so I learned something about both you guys tonight also. is uh, or Earlier today, I'm reading through some more stuff online. I thought you guys, first of all, are the first interview that we've had that I felt like I really didn't have to do research. Usually I have to go comb the web and find out about all of our, of our people. And, uh, but I thought you know I would be remiss if I didn't at least Google you and try to find out something new. I had, Ooh, what's on Google about it? I, well, I well, <laughs> and this is nothing uh, secret, but I had we no have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> I had no, I had no idea you guys were apparently in Gangsta Squad. Oh, oh, kinda. You can see us if you know where to look. Oh, really? <laughs> that, that's what I read. That you guys are in Gangsta Squad. So, is it like? If, do you have the timestamp? So we'll at one minute forty-two. You're one hour, 42 minutes and 12 seconds. We'll see you the dancing. timestamp, no. But if you're watching the movie, it's when he's dancing with. Um, John uh, Penn is dancing with. Uh, what's her name? Girl, the redhead. The redhead. The main actress. I have to, I'll have to look it up on my phone. but and, and he's whispering in her ear and we're dancing right beside them. We're just slow dancing. Uh, kind of in the, she was yeah. so cool. What's her name? That that was a really cool experience. It's interesting when you do movies because you don't actually. I dance. thought it was horrible. Yeah, Steve didn't like it. I loved it. Um, Emma Stone, that's her name. Emma Stone. Oh yeah, Emma she's Stone. awesome. She's awesome. She was so cool. I remember uh, we were because we were all dancing our asses off the the, the dancers there, um, and we weren't wearing shoes. We weren't allowed to wear shoes because it made noise. And, and you're we not didn't allowed have to dance music to music. To dance to. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> so they would start a song. They put on a song and they just shut it off and we just keep dancing in our socks. Yeah. But Emma Stone would come down. She came down one time. She's like, man, you guys are so badass. I wish I was dancing with you guys. <laughs> oh, really? That's pretty cool. That's so cool. And then, and I remember, I remember Sean Penn uh, gave Shanzi a little uh, shoulder massage. I remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Just for, just for a split second. He's like, man, you guys are working hard. Yeah. He's, gonna, <laughs> he's, like, all, he's he's wearing his prosthetics he, had, he was wearing like a, oh he looked scary heavy prosthetics on his face trying to look like mickey cohen or something i just remember everybody saying they wished that the bar was real because we were in like a a nightclub for hours oh. but the bar was fake everybody was craving a drink i'm sure by that point point. and they put us up in a, in a church next door we were like in a church for like 14 hours and then on set for like four hours every day so and now, are you seeing things coming out of the pandemic? Are you getting things on the horizon that in whether it be, for example, in, in Australia, New South Wales, I just talked to fact, our friend Julie in Australia yesterday that they've opened up now. It's full dancing, full everything down there. So I don't know wow. that they'll let us Americans down there yet. So I don't know if you guys can go down there and teach, but. Um, um, we have, yeah. a, we've been doing, um, uh, a show for the Rochester Symphony for 
how many years, Steve? Six years? No, a lot longer than that. But it's just for all orchestra shows in the United yeah. States and Canada. And, <laughs> Not just um, Rochester. They are, I think they are going to be hopefully opening up at the end of the year. We have... Uh, well, we're supposed to be doing some more orchestra shows uh, next year. Because I think all of our shows for 2020 to uh, this year have been canceled. Mm-hmm. We dance for, uh, you know, symphonies. And it's by far the best thing that we do. Oh, to have like, a full orchestra playing right next to you? We have a full orchestra behind, no, behind us. And then you have a huge audience and a beautiful auditorium in front of you. And you have the floor to yourself. And it's, yeah, there's nothing better than doing those shows. Wow. You know, yeah, we that, do that's been the, probably the four or five shows highlight. in a weekend. That's the yeah, highlight that's that Steve and I have experienced in, in our career as far as performing. Mm-hmm. That's been we started We started amazing. doing one show. Um, and then the uh, conductor gave us our own show that uh, me and Shanzi put together where we dance uh, 40s swing music in the first half of the show and then 50s rock and roll in the second half of the show. And we got to pick out the, the music and the dancers and everything. So we have those two shows. Oh, nice. And uh, definitely miss doing that because that's so exciting, you know, just uh, standing in the wings, you know, re- when you're about to go Getting on. Getting ready to go. That, 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 I, uh, I miss that feeling, cool. you know. Yeah. It's the same That's feeling the I get best. when, like, we compete. When we compete, when you're about to go out there and compete, and he's like, "Ah, yeah, the butterflies, the butterflies." <laughs> yeah, and I, fi- I actually was on three teams, just like you know, nothing at the level of you guys, but just for fun. But it was pretty cool to 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 go from not knowing what a triple step was or a swing out was to you know Performing. six months later being on a team, just a student team, and then a year later I'm on another team doing bockers and learning helicopters and doing aerials and uh, And isn't that cool, Steve? It's like amazing. with swing dancing, somebody that's never danced before mm-hmm. could could dance, you know, a short amount of time and suddenly be competing and performing Absolutely. and doing things that they never thought they would ever do. Mm-hmm. And it really does uh make an impact on uh, on just your your life and your your self um, your self esteem. It absolutely does, and that segues me beautifully. Thank you, Chansey. Into <laughs> not only does it does it bring joy to to your life when you dance and and you're out there making new friends and meeting people, but now we have science behind us also. And I would be remiss <laughs> if I didn't bring up this story. That there is uh, the New England Journal of Medicine put out a report on the effects of recreational activities on mental activity. And they studied cognitive activities such as reading books, writing, writing for pleasure, doing crossword puzzles, things like that. And then also physical activities such as golfing, swimming, playing basketball, different types of sports like that. But out of the physical, and this was cool, out of the physical activities, most of them, like bicycling and swim, swimming, they found zero decline in dementia as people got older. But dancing reduced dementia by, it was the only physical thing that actually reduced dementia as we get older by 76% was the greatest what? risk reduction of any activity studied. And so, and this is all on, um, yeah, it's really cool. And yeah. these are all Harvard and Yale doctors reporting on this. In Amazing. fact, you can find it. There's an article on it called Use It or Lose It. Dancing makes you smarter 
and longer. <laughs> so, yeah, they literally talk about the cognitive of, uh, you know, positive effects that you have of dancing. And so without boring you guys too much, I, I kind Not of geeked out on it and uh, started reading a little bit further on it about because I was kind of curious to what is it about dancing? Obviously, physical activity. We need cardiovascular. You know, I, I work out and I run and that sort of thing. But but that doesn't necessarily help your mental activity so much. But what they're finding about dancing is that, in fact, not only there's regular dancing like line dancing and so forth, but Shancy, you had touched upon how you gravitated towards partner dancing. And Mm -hmm. especially with partner dancing, when there's the lead and follow, there's the, and this this is what kind of caught me off guard. I was surprised by this. Who would you guys think has the most effect cognitively from dancing the followers or the leads i would say the follower good answer and you are right steve i would have thought the lead because i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking as a lead oh my gosh i have to think about what's the next thing you're going to do and what's the next move and that's the follow but the follower has got to be in tune with this crazy guy who doesn't that's even know what he's doing exactly right yeah following is like uh is very therapeutic because you can't be anywhere but in the moment yep. and that's probably why it's so euphoric uh, for people. And I, I think euphoria is a big part of dancing. There's, there's something that it does to your brain when you're in the moment, uh, with, with music and movement in that way, and then connection on top of it. I think it's a huge, uh, maybe it's just a really big dopamine release, sure. but in all the right ways, I know that it, it's, it's very, very therapeutic. And that's why people get addicted to it so quickly. And what they're finding is, is that it's not only is it a dopamine release, but because of what both you guys just mentioned, like, like you know, Steve, you mentioned that the, the follows go, hey, what is this guy doing? The, the follow has to adjust, you know, cognitively, adjust her feet. Where does he want me to go? And, and, and think on the fly. It's that quick thinking that, that we do when we dance that, that really actually develops new neural paths. They've actually had neurophysicists cool. study this. Yeah, it's it's really That's some cool. really I got cool 99 stuff. problems, but Dimension ain't one of them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. There you go. So <laughs> anyway, for for uh, our listeners out there all around the world, and trust me, there are millions and millions and millions of them, guys. Um, <laughs> Shanzi, that wasn't supposed to be funny. That was dead I'm serious. Sorry, you <laughs> anyway, um, for our tens and tens of listeners out there, uh, where can they find you guys? Because we, we do have, believe it or not, and this was Aaron, I didn't even tell you this. I ran a report like 35% of our listeners in the last 30 days were in Europe. So for our people outside of the uh, the country and maybe in Australia, and like 15% of our listeners are in Australia, uh, where can they go? I think you guys have a Patreon page where you teach lessons online. So our listeners, you can go learn from two of the best international and national champions. Where can they find you guys to take lessons and sign up online? Well, we've got um, our lessons online on Patreon, but there's it. Actually, there's lots of different ways to contact us. Okay. Uh, we're always on Facebook. So, um, but Instagram, you can contact us on Instagram at la la jitterbug. La jitterbug handle. on Instagram. Um, or our Patreon page. Steve is. It's a uh, Patreon backslash la jitterbug dot com. 
All right. And we will put your Facebook page for those of you driving in your car right now. Uh, we will are running on the treadmill. We'll put the Patreon page <laughs> and the uh, the Facebook page on the episode notes of this episode so you can find it there. Stephen Chancy, any closing thoughts for our listeners out there? Um, well, for me, I just I feel like as the pandemic is slowly, you know, coming to a better place, then just get ready because you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna get out and go go do stuff. Yes. We'll be here. I'm ready. We'll be here when you're ready. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you can start now Absolutely. online, and that way you can be a badass dancer before you even step there out on the floor. There you go. I like it. That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Get some practice in by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, which by the way, we have to get Erin. I bought her a, since she's down in Orange County, I got her a little pass to uh, Atomic Ballroom. A shout out to a place in Orange County people can go, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. And she still hasn't gone. She had a few months yeah. before the pandemic and she didn't take one <laughs> lesson. So you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I would so love to. And my dad showed me the documentary that you guys were in and that just kind of changed my whole ideas of swing dancing. When my dad originally said like, Hey, I, I started swing dancing. <laughs> I immediately thought who, who does swing dancing? I don't know a single person that does swing dancing. <laughs> and then ever since I've been watching videos and everything, I'm like, that looks so cool and so fun. And why so fun. haven't I tried that yet? So yeah. And a lot of people think it's only one, one like um, age group. But it's yeah. it's 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 really All fun of life, man. because it's really cool. Everybody yeah, you, really you get is. you get everybody from their Absolutely. early 20s till their late 80s yeah. and they're all dancing together. And there's really not that many things in life uh, where you get to experience that mm, and right. places like an atomic ballroom and like Lindy Grove where you have all ages. You have like, like teenagers show up and stuff. Dancing. Yeah, and that that's something that we hadn't talked about yet that, that before we close, I, I really wanted to point that out because, again, getting back to anybody out there who is listening that that is maybe single and doesn't have someone to take a lesson with, and that's what is so awesome about swing dancing as well is that you go into any any club, everybody dances with yeah. everybody. And so it's just a wonderful dance to get out and just meet a lot of people of, and, and you're right, Steve, you'll be dancing with a, an 85 year old <laughs> woman. And then, uh, you know, five minutes later, you're, you're dancing with an 18 year old woman. And it's a, uh, it's an amazing, and a funny quick story. And I won't mention any names <laughs> here, but, but I was dancing with a, uh, aforementioned 85 year old woman one night and, uh, and and we're dancing along and it was one of my first nights out after i injured my my uh, shoulder snowboarding a couple years ago and so she's like oh how you doing i said good i'm happy to be back out dancing because i hurt my shoulder snowboarding and she says oh my gosh i hurt my shoulder i fell on some stairs a couple months ago and and um, i said oh you're kidding how that happened and we're talking about it and uh, so where are you from i said oh i live in venice and blah 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 and, and uh so i had this wonderful dance with her 85 year old woman so fast forward two dances later Hello. i'm walking up the dance floor. i get a tap on the shoulder hey would you like to dance and i'm like oh yeah sure and this is two dances later so i danced with her so you she says you having fun tonight i said yeah i'm having a great time you know and uh and uh and, and I said, all right, well, let me try to do, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do an overhead turn. You know, I'm going to work on my shoulder uh, and, oh, what happened to your shoulder? 
Oh, I uh, I heard it's not. We had the exact same conversation for three minutes that we That's had so uh, again. I had to tell her about my kids where What's I live. What's up with that whole dementia thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It didn't start early I'm, enough. I, yeah, yeah, that must she be waited it. too long. That's the. I might have to delete that story out of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, all right, you guys have been an absolute. Thanks blast. for having Thank us. Thank you so this is much. Fun to reminisce and. It was a blast. Chat about what we love. Thank you, guys. We will see you guys hopefully out on the dance floor soon. Aaron, we're going to see you when all this yes rigmarole is better. I will drag her up to LA for sure. (laughs) We're gentle, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks, Steve. Nice to meet you, Aaron. Nice to meet you both. We'll see you soon. Bye, Steve. Bye, Shanzi. Special thanks to our guests, Steve and Chansey. Thanks to our producer, Noah Existe, and editor, Joe Tompoco. Our music was written and performed by Nadia Importante. Thank you so much for listening. If this podcast brightened your day in any way, please subscribe and leave us a comment. If you have a suggestion for a guest or simply have suggestions on how we can improve our show, please send us an email to betterplaceprojectpodcast at gmail.com. Look for small ways to be kind to others this week, and that will help make the world a better place. Make the world a better place. Make the world a better place. Make the world.